Hello. Hello. You can hear me good? Yeah, I can hear you. Okay. Hello, everyone. It's your host, Kendra Matthews. And tonight we have a special guest, Miss Lulu Taylor. Hey, everyone. So before I interview Miss Lulu Taylor on her five questions on bullying, I am going to give an introduction about her. So she is 23 years old. She lives in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. She is a current student at MATC, furthering her education in early childhood education. She is also a nursing assistant. She has a passion for caring for all people, all ages. She believes everyone needs people in their life that will care for them physically, mentally, and spiritually. A major goal for her is to open her own daycare and group home to serve and care for the young and old, and also to get a homeless, I'm sorry, and also to get homeless people off the streets and provide resources and different things to help them stay off the street. So, Lulu, are you ready for your five questions? Yes, I am ready. Okay. Question number one, have you experienced bullying? If so, share with us your personal experience. So, yes, I have experienced bullying. Um, I've actually experienced it more than once. Um, so my first time ever experiencing bullying, I was I was three years old. Um, and I was taken from my biological parents. And I was placed in, in and out of foster homes. And so, the first home I ever went to, um, there was, like, really, really um, unusual things, that things I have never seen or experienced. And so, um, you know, they were, uh, the kids were getting beat, um, you know, for no reason, and stuff like that and so um after a while I was getting beat and I had you know marks and stuff on me and um I was scared to tell anyone because you know the person who did it to me had authority over me and they were threatening me you know if you tell anyone um this will happen or I'll do this you know and so um, you know, my visitation came around and I, a three-year-old, a three-year-old, I got tired of it and I just told someone I had to because it wasn't just me. It was every child in the home. And so I felt as a me, as a three-year-old, I felt that I had to say something. So I said something. So the next home I went to, you know, um, they were like, you know, doing sexual activities, having sexual activities with younger kids. And the the young, young kids, which were three, four, and five, we had to sit and watch. And 
I literally cried because I didn't want to watch these things. And so, you know, like if we didn't watch, they would hit us. They would do anything to us and to get us to watch. So I was, I was going through that at, at three years old, three years old. And so, um, again, once my uh, monthly, um, you know, visitation with my social worker came around, I had to tell, I had to tell. I wouldn't tell nobody at school. I wouldn't tell, you know, family members or anything like that. But I had to tell someone I felt comfortable telling. So at three years old, I'm literally, I and I didn't even notice until I got a little older, but I'm literally helping these kids, literally every time I told, all of the kids that were in the home with me got removed. So I'm literally helping these kids get out of these situations and I'm not knowing. So um, the last home I went to, before I got placed permanently in a home, um, they they literally starved us to death, like literally starved us. And so, um, you know, we would go, the uh, kids would go to school, I would go to daycare or whatever, and we would come back home. Literally, they would not feed us, literally. So I remember dying of thirst. Like, I feel like if I did not drink any water that I was gonna die and so I it got to the point where I was so skinny I lost literally I I believe it was like 40 pounds literally I lost 40 pounds when I was four and so I was like you know uh the the social worker didn't even I didn't even have to tell her she could see it so you know and so I, you know, was going through that and I, I literally one day just said, I'm tired. I need to, some water. And the other kids were watching the younger kids while the parents were at home or at, I mean at work or at school or whatever they were doing. And I remember getting in trouble, like literally just for getting water. And so the last, the last home I went to, um, I did experience some bullying, but there were, this home was like different. Like this, this foster parent was, was different. She didn't really, you know, whoop us. She didn't really, um, you know, she was a very amazing. I'm going to just say this. I lived with her for seven years until my mom and my dad got me back. And I, I will say that it was the best seven years. The only bullying experience I experienced there was when I first got there, um, there were a lot of kids my age, so three and four or five or whatever. There were a couple older ones that were like 12, 13 or whatever. And I remember um, getting out of the, the tub. My foster mom had put me in a tub. I got out and I went upstairs and all the girls shared a room. And so, but we had our own bed. And so the girl, you know, um, the older one, she was ironing her work pants on my bed. And I remember like putting my hand on the bed and was going to get on the bed, but then something told me to get down. 
And so she kind of like, you know, like kind of was, you know, encouraged me like, oh, I'm not going to burn you. You know, I'm I'm just going to iron my pants. You could get on the bed. And so me being three, four years old, I'm thinking, you know, she's not going to burn me. This is what she's telling me. So I get on the bed. I put my both my hands and my, both my knees on the bed. And soon as I climb on the bed, she literally places the hot iron on my hand and sat it there, like, would not let it go. Like, I had a second-degree burn. It was terrible. Oh, I my cried. God. Um, I went downstairs, and my foster mom took me to the emergency room. My foster mom, she cared for it as much as she could until we got to the emergency room. But um, when I got to the emergency room, they told my foster mom that, you know, luckily I came right away because I had second degree burns. Y'all, my hand was literally like a balloon. It was terrible. Um, but you know, the the girl was she was taken out of the home. My foster mom, the social worker gave my foster mom a ultimatum and um gave her a choice. Um, they asked her did they did they want her to remove the girl from the home. Or did they want her to remove me from the home? And because there were so many little other children there, she told them to remove her from the home. And comes to find out the girl had like mental issues and stuff like that. I've never ever seen her after that. So I've never seen her after that. But um, if, if I was to see her today, I would just tell her I forgive her. Like, you know, because mental illness is really really real and as I get older it's just like you have to understand other people um you know situation yes I what happened to me happened but like it's just like you know something you just have to understand and so um yeah that that happened to me as a child and wow um, that is that is that's a lot yeah, yeah. Yeah. So as a, and then that, that's what that is what um that's why I would agree with that quote when people say hurting people hurt people. Because yeah. like it's not necessarily somebody bullying you because you know something you did, right. but it's just they own with you know they own they're deflecting what they feel towards someone else that's weaker than them yeah and, and wow and that's what when in the moment I was like what did I do you know I was crying I was a little girl like my feelings was hurt but then when I got older I remember um I was in fifth grade and we had to write a letter to someone like we had an, a like a, a assignment and our assignment was to write a letter to someone and tell them that you forgive them. And so I literally wrote a letter to the girl to, who did this to me. I wrote a letter to her um, uh, telling her, you know, that I forgive you. I wasn't able to give it to her, but this was my assignment. So I, in the letter, I literally told her, I forgive you. And I was in fifth grade. So, wow. yeah, I I went through that as a kid. You know, I, I've um I've been bullied 
um, you know, just for being light-skinned. Um, I've been bullied, um, you know, um, several occasions. Um, and I believe I was... Bu- okay, so let me tell you this one experience in high school. So I was new to this school. I went to Milwaukee High School of the Arts. And I was new to the school. I went, I went there from 10th grade to 12th grade. So I'm new to the school. I don't really know nobody. I know a few faces, but I don't really, you know, know nobody. Um, and at that time, I was very antisocial. So I wasn't um, really talkative, really wasn't trying to make any friends, except like, you know, the few people that I did know. And so um, I didn't have a boyfriend. I wasn't thinking about dating or anything like that. And so this guy, um, he's, he, was, he was popular in the school, I guess, if you want to say that. And him and his um, girlfriend at the time um, was going through something and they broke up. And, but I didn't know that they were dating. I didn't know that they were together. But he came to me asking me out. And, you know, I, I'm i not really in a rush type. I'm not a rush type of person. So he kept asking me. The first time he asked me, I told him no. But then he kept asking, asking. And I told him, like, we could start off as friends and see where things go. So eventually we started dating. And the girl that he was dating before me, she... Um, went to the school as well so she would like say little we had classes together and everything I did not know this so um at the time people was like literally looking at it as bullying at the time I did not look at it as bullying but as I got older and as I entered a different um stage in my life I'm like maybe she was bullying me but I just wasn't reacting to it but so anyway so she would literally say stuff towards me we would be in class she would say stuff towards me but the the first time she ever did it I didn't know it was towards me never thought that she was even talking about me but I would hear her say stuff she was a real loud person you know very um obnoxious and ghetto and stuff like that so she would take things out of proportion and just yell and say stuff and so she would say things like um she she thinks she better than anybody I'll beat her up like she'll just say things like out of the ordinary like that you wouldn't even think you know to say so um after a while, people would come up to me like, you just go let her bully you, like, just go let her say this stuff to you, and I was just like, man, like, at, at the time, I'm like, I don't even really care, to be honest, like, if she ain't putting her hands on me, I really don't care, like, I felt like I was, like, I didn't feel like she was bullying me, I felt like she was intimidated by me that's how that's how I felt and so she would say these things and I would never say nothing back to her never I never uh addressed her I never approached her I never confronted her about anything never because I felt like 
that wasn't my job at that time. But yeah, but technically, yeah, that would be a part of a bullying experience because, like, she's saying stuff out loud so people could hear it that's negative towards you. Yeah, so she she wants your attention. Yeah, she wanted my attention, and she wanted me to react to it. And people would literally look at me like I'm crazy, and I'm like, I don't know. And so I'm like, at the time, also during that time, I went through losing my father. And so, um, like, it wouldn't affect me at school. Like, at school, I'll be like, oh, I don't care. Like, okay, it is what it is. She said what she said, but she not doing nothing to me physically. But when I go home, it would be like, like sometimes I cry and I don't know why I'm crying. You know what I mean? And then mm-hmm. sometimes I'll be like, I feel like, I, I feel like I'm by myself. Like I don't got nobody on my side. But when yeah. I go to school, it'll be like, oh, I mean, she said what she said. But what- I mean, maybe I think sometimes stuff do affect us after the fact. Like we might be, yeah, like we might be in that experience at the time, but then like afterward when you by yourself, you kind of like reminisce in your mind like, oh, she did just say this. Yes, like that's how I was. So I, I would say that was a bullying experience for me. I just didn't look at it as a bullying experience Mm -hmm. at the time because that's how I felt. And then I was also going through other personal issues at home. You know, losing my yeah. father, who was my best friend, like, that was something tragic for me. So a lot of times, I wouldn't even be worried about what she said. I'm over yeah. here trying to figure out how I'm going to be, how I'm going to, you know, be, how I'm going to survive at my dad's funeral or how my family yeah. get through this, you know, so a lot of times I wouldn't even think about what she's talking about. And yeah, mm-hmm. I hear her all the time. I hear her a lot. People will come up to me and tell me things that she has said when she's not around me. But I never, it, it really, you know, I didn't care too much. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's it too. When you have a lot of stuff already in your going on and on your plate personally. Yeah. And, and, all of that almost caused me to fail 10th grade. I felt 10th grade by by the skin of my hair. Like, I, I swear. I oh, my God. This is hilarious. Like, when you talk while talking about bullying and, like, your own experience, that really, bullying can, like, get you off your square. It yeah. would. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, like, and, and I was just like, wow. Like, like growing out of it like exit when I was entering adulthood and starting college um from high school I'm I was thinking about the whole situation I'm like that girl really did bully me (laughs) but you know at at the time it was just like I didn't look at at it as that but yeah that was a bullying experience for me um as an adult I would say I bully my own self. And I say that because um, a lot of people is afraid to admit that or don't 
think that is happening or you know what I mean but you can actually bully your own self my mom passed away and I literally blamed myself I literally mm. blamed myself for it yeah and, and um I would beat myself up day and oh, like when they when they say you you can be your own enemy yes yeah yeah beat myself up day and night like how can I allow this to happen how can you know what I mean like because mm -hmm. I was her caretaker I was caring for my mom and so me being me taking care of her I I just automatically blame myself like this happened because of me you know in mm -hmm. all reality my mom had already had health problems my mom was already fighting cancer for 10 years so it was just like I was devastated and and at, as me going through that I beat myself up I literally bullied myself you know um mm -hmm. I started having these um like breakdowns you know screaming at myself telling myself how could you let this happen how could how could you do this to your mother you know and I was just I was bullying myself like how yeah. how can I allow this to happen you know and so after a while it's just like man like you know it, it was it was crazy like I, I'm like because when when you think about the topic bullying you don't think about you bullying yourself you it's yeah. all somebody else bullying you mm -hmm. but in all reality you can bully yourself you can wow that is that's amazing wow that's a great way to look at that yeah and so yeah so as an adult and and i'm i'm so glad that i overcame that um mm -hmm. because it's women today that go that is still going through the same thing and they don't need some, some people don't even know that they bullying themselves but mm -hmm. yeah it, it's real it, it, it's real yeah most definitely so okay you ready for question number two yes were you verbally bullied or physically bullied so both i was both um so physically bullied um when I was when I was in school, actually when K four, when I my first year in school, I was bullied. You know, people would, um, you know, push me um, sometimes. And again, I I told y'all I was bullied because of my skin color. Um, mm -hmm. a lot of a lot of people, a lot of girls that were my age at the time were intimidated by my skin color um, because they were darker than me. Um, and I was like a few, I was one of the few light-skinned girls or people in the classroom. And I had really, really long hair. And so I would get bullied, like pushed down to the ground. Um, no, I'm going to skip you. You know what I mean? Um I even had um a, a a a boy throw his whole tray on me. Um, oh my god! So yeah, it was as a child, it it was rough. Like especially being in a foster home, and like 
you know, not knowing what's going on, why you're why you're not with your biological parents. It was really rough. Um, and then verbally, I would say um I was more verbally bullied than physically. Um Okay. Because um a lot of people, like it was just things being said to me all the time, like all the time. And I can count on my hand how many times I was physically abused. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, verbally, like I got it. Like literally, like I got it to the word to the point where I wanted to kill myself at six years old. Um Wow. And no six year old should have to go through that. No six year old should have to want to kill their self you know what I mean mm-hmm. so so yeah I would say I uh I, I got more verbally bullied than physically bullied okay question number three where did your bullying take place so from what you already said it sounds like you got more bullied outside the school than in school I did I, I did. Um, it's it, Like I said, it started when I was three years old. I feel like no three-year-old should be getting bullied. Like, a three-year-old should be living their best life, you know, having mm-hmm. fun, being a, a kid, you know. And and that was, that was, that was, took it from me, you know. But, um, yeah, um, it, it mainly took place at home. Um, you know, going in and out of foster homes and, you know, not, not really at the, the school place. I mean, it did take place at school, but, um, you know, I was at home more than I was at school and, um, yeah, so it, it mainly took like, and I wasn't at school at three years old anyway. I was, right. you know what I mean? So mm-hmm. I was, it was it definitely took place um at home first. Yeah. Okay. Question number four. What were some of the negative words that people would say about you? Um, some things that they would say was, Oh, you think you too cute or um, you know, you you chunky or you um you don't have a mom and dad. That one, that one right there, um, that one right there hit close to home because I like them saying that to me made me feel that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I was I was six when I actually like understood that I was in a foster home. I was six years old. My mom, my biological parents visit the foster home that I was in and it made me confused. It made me feel like my parents didn't want me. But I didn't know what the things, I didn't know the things that occurred for me to be in the position that I was in. And so, um, yeah, um, the, that one right there, 
you don't you don't have a mom and dad that one right there cut me deep um Mm-mm-mm. but you know all the all type of stuff you know you can go die you can kill yourself um nobody wants you um nobody cares about you and you know all types of stuff um wow yeah it it it, it literally put me in a place where and, and and that's where that's where the quietness come in at. I I became antisocial at a young age. I became very observant, not um able to trust. Um mm. and, and that made me um go into um you know a a a, a quiet place. Well, I really didn't or how they know. or how they say suffering gets silent. Yes, that's yeah. it right there. Um, I did a lot of that as a kid. Mm-hmm. And growing up, being a teenager, um, was difficult because I didn't know how to go to my mom when I had personal problems. You know, mm-hmm. when I when I became a actual teenager, when I when I first got my woman thing, I didn't know how to go to my mom. I, I was quiet about it. And I'm fifteen years old and my mom is asking me, you know, did you did you start your monthly? And I'm like, What are you talking about? I've been started. I was 12 years old, you know, so things like that um, was, was very hard, you know, as, mm-hmm. a, as a teenage girl, it was difficult for me to conversate with my mom, you know, um, it's one thing to, to not talk to your peers, but to not be able to go to your mom or your dad, it's, mm. it's tough, you know, yeah. so, so yeah, um, yeah. All right. Question number five. What helped you overcome this bullying experience? So, um, I would say, um, as a child, uh, what helped me was, um, again, me being brave enough and having the courage enough to tell someone about the things that I was experiencing or the things that were going on with me, um, Mm -hmm. that helped a lot because it gave me an open door to get out of those situations, which Mm -hmm. uh, gave me uh, a chance to, you know, get out of those tragic moments and the, the trauma that I had experienced in those different environments um and then um also what helped me was I became that it didn't help me but I I I felt how can I put this so I experienced what a bully was a bully was because I became one. 
I became mm-hmm. one in middle school. I became a bully. So people were bullying me and I became a bully. And so in middle school, I was terrible. I was bullying kids and I didn't even, you know, realize what I was doing. But I knew it was being done to me, but I did I didn't understand why I was doing it to other people. So I, I, I knew how it felt, but I didn't understand why I was doing it to other people. And so I was acting out. I was, you know, um, pranking and doing all type of stuff in middle school. I was fighting. Um, and a lot of it had to do with what I went through as a child, being taken away from my parents, That's not it. knowing why mm-hmm. not you know i had a lot of unanswered uh questions mm-hmm. um i had i was i was really upset with my parents because i didn't know why it i it was me i didn't know why it was me i didn't know what was going on i didn't know why i was taken from them yeah and sometimes i feel like we so we become what we don't like yeah. because we don't find ways to cope with what mm-hmm. we've been through. Yeah. And, and like I said, I was so quiet and mm-hmm. I, I held it in. I felt like that was um, a way for me to release, to, mm-hmm. you know what I mean, to, um, you know, release what I have been through. Um and release what I had um, suffered in silence. Mm-hmm. And when I tell you, it did not feel good to be a bully. I don't even know how people bully. Like, it did not feel good at all. I was being suspended. I was I was being punished. My mom took my phone. Um, my dad, he, you know, disciplined me. And when I say discipline, you know what I mean. My dad <laughs> tore me up. Um, but I, literally, like, it was terrible. In middle school, it was terrible. I was, it was really rough in middle school be, just because. But I, look, that's a, that's a lesson. That's another lesson, though. Even though you became a bully, you learned to not, you know, stay. Yes. And yeah. it, it only it only went on for two years. Sixth mm-hmm. and seventh grade was the worst years of me being in any grade. Sixth so grade. so as an adult, how did you how did you get through everything that you went through? So as, as an, an adult, adult now. As an adult, um um I've always, I was raised in a church, so I've always knew God, um, but there were distractions, you know, that came along with it, um, and after my mom passed, it was really hard to um, maneuver through life, um, just because not only did I lose my mom, but I lost my dad. Um, at the age of 15, and um, I remember 
them trying to diagnose me with um uh anxiety disorder and i remember them trying to put me on several medications and i'm not a i'm not the type of girl that likes medication i i don't even i can't even swallow a pill you know and so when they told me what I was experiencing and what I, uh, what they were going to diagnose me with, um, I acted even more. Like, it, it was just like, no, like, this can't be life. You know what I mean? And so I literally cried out to God. I literally cried out to God. And I began to pray, like, pray, like, like I've never prayed before. And I was asking God, God, take this feeling away from me. Take this hurt. Take the pain. Take away everything that I ever went through that caused me hurt, that caused me pain, and take it away. Because I know this isn't me. I know who I am. I know who you created me to be. And this is not who I am. And I prayed that prayer every day. If I felt like, you know, I was going to have, you know, a breakdown. If I felt like I was going to cry. If I felt like I was going to have a bad day. I prayed that prayer every That's single key. day. Mm-hmm. Every single day. And when I tell you, every time I prayed it, I felt like something was coming off of me. Like I was I was being healed. I was being set free. I was being delivered. Come on here. And so I got closer to God. And that was literally the only way I felt like I was going to get through it. That's it. That's it because yeah. I tried other ways. I tried, you know, hanging out with friends, partying, and it just it 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 did not help. Mm-hmm. It didn't worse. fill a void. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it made things worse. And um, yeah, like when 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 you 